the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's Wednesday, November the 16th, 2022, in the year of our Lord. On November 16th, 1914, the newly created Federal Reserve Banks opened in 12 cities. Today, in 1907, Oklahoma became the 46th State of the Union. Today, in 1933, the United States and the Soviet Union established diplomatic relations. Today, in 2001, investigators found a letter addressed to Democrat Senator Patrick Leahy of Vermont. It contained anthrax. Several others in Congress also got letters containing anthrax, as I recall. Today, in 2004, President George W. Bush picked National Security Advisor Condoleezza Rice to be his new Secretary of State. She succeeded Colin Powell. Today in 2006, Democrats embraced Nancy Pelosi as the first female House Speaker in history. But then they selected Steny Hoyer as the majority leader. Nancy didn't want Steny. She objected strongly, but they overrode her the same day that they appointed her Speaker of the House. Nancy has had quite a run, and she was talking about not running again uh, or allowing her colleagues to vote on her or whatever. But it seems like she's changing her mind a little bit as we go along. She really likes the power and the position, and uh, so we'll see how all that works out. A lot of things are happening in our country today. There's much happening. In fact, I'll talk a little bit about that today, and then I want to talk a little bit about The difference between Seattle and Florida. And you say, who cares? Well, you care. And I'll tell you why in a minute. Psalm 138 says, Though I walk in the midst of trouble, thou wilt revive me. Thou shalt stretch forth thine hand against the wrath of mine enemies, and thy right hand shall save me. John 14.1 is a verse that all of us have probably committed to memory those of us who are Christians, in a relationship with Jesus Christ. Let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. I don't have to convince most of you listening today that we live in a very troubling time, and it's easy for our hearts to become troubled. But I think it's important that we remember the words of Jesus, the words of Scripture that speak to peace, my peace I give unto you, and so on. So let not your heart be troubled. Yes, there's a lot going on out there, but the solution to not having a troubled heart is not walking and living in ignorance, being uninformed, shutting ourselves off from the culture, off from society. That isn't God's will for his people. So we are informed. We know what's going on. We pay attention to it. We even get involved at various levels in government, politics, school boards, running for state office, federal office, whatever. 
We do all of that, but we don't live under this dark cloud and this weight of heaviness that breaks our heart eventually and can break our emotions. We walk in the freedom of Christ. We let not our heart be troubled because of him and because he said so, and he does so. He takes care of us. Well, last night, former President Donald Trump announced his third campaign for the White House at his seaside resort, Mar-a-Lago, in front of, there were thousands of people there. I watched it. It was long. It was a 69-minute speech, but it was very interesting. I think it's the best speech I've ever seen him make. He stayed on message, and um, he what he communicated was incredibly substantial. Um and I think we got a glimpse in his four years in office that he does know how to get things done. He wasn't just throwing words at the wall to see if any of them would stick. But in 69 minutes, he talked about a national greatness agenda. I was impressed with it. He said, this is what we call a national great greatness agenda because our country can be greater than it's ever been. Our country is not great anymore. It's a mess. He said, but our country can be greater than it has ever been before. Uh, there will be more, more, more in the months ahead. He said, there will be so many things we need to do. The road ahead of us will not be easy. That could be an understatement. The agenda includes a push to build the United States as shield against intercontinental ballistic missiles, an amendment to the U.S. Constitution imposing term limits on members of Congress as well as a ban on members of Congress trading stocks and the rehiring of every military American military serviceman and servicewoman terminated due to the current Democrat President Joe Biden's vaccine mandate. Trump said, I will keep America out of foolish and unnecessary foreign wars, just as I did for four years before. He said, we will again have peace through strength to protect our people from the unthinkable threat of nuclear weapons and hypersonic missiles. The United States must build a state-of-the-art, next-generation missile defense shield. He said, we need it. He said a word that I refuse to say, nuclear. We have to have it. We need a defense shield. We have the technology. He also said that he will push to rein in corruption in Congress. He said, I will push for a constitutional amendment to pose imposed term limits on members of Congress, a lifetime ban on lobbying by former members of Congress. He said, we want a ban on members of Congress getting rich by trading stocks. Well, that's been going on. In fact, I talked about that on this program just a matter of a few weeks ago. These guys are enriching themselves. They go to Congress as public servants, supposedly, quote, unquote, and they come home multimillionaires. It's okay to be a multimillionaire. That's what American and free market and capitalism and all that's about. I'm all in on that. Good, great. If you could work hard and be smart and do things and gain wealth, absolutely. Jesus taught those principles in the parable of the talents. But I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about public servants who are supposed to be representing the people. They go to Congress and, and they go to Washington, D.C. in particular, but Olympia, Salem, Boise, whatever, and they get rich. And how do they do that? Well, one of the ways is they're trading stock. Nancy Pelosi and her husband have been infamous for that. But they're not alone. And that's what Trump is addressing. Trump is a capitalist, but he said that's not right. 
They're trading stocks on knowledge that is not yet public, but knowing the actions that the House, the Senate, the Congress is going to be taking and how it will affect the stocks of certain companies. Anyway, he's going to address that, he says, if, he's pre- if he can win the presidency again. He said, we want a ban on members of Congress getting rich by trading stocks. Regarding rehiring the military members, he said that Biden fired. Trump said he also wanted to give them back pay for their wages lost to the Democrats. There's a lot more. He said he was saying a lot. Boy, the national press, you talk about, you know, people getting irate. They're always talking about Trump's mad at this or mad at that. Man, he's not mad compared to the press. National Public Radio and the Washington Post just came out shrieking last night and this morning with their headlines. So, I mean, NPR is publicly funded. We pay for that thing. They came out with this breaking news headline. NPR, National Public Radio. Here's what it said. Headline. Donald Trump, who tried to overthrow the results of the 2020 presidential election and inspired a deadly riot at the Capitol in a desperate attempt to keep himself in power, has filed to run for president again in 2024. Man. Washington Post, Jeff Bezos' paper, said the twice-impeached former President Donald Trump, 76, who refused to concede in the 2020 election, and is the subject of multiple criminal investigations, is running again in 2024, increasing the likelihood of a potential rematch with President Biden. And they go on and on, but that's the tenor of what they were saying about all of this. I had to think when I was watching Trump, as a matter of fact, last night I watched all 69 minutes of it. Um, I had to think about Liz Cheney. Her dad was vice president of George W. Bush. She is kind of a, they're kind of a royal family of Wyoming as far as the conservatives, Republicans, and so on. She has not only betrayed her political party, but she's betrayed, I think, the beliefs that her father held. I don't know that for sure, but I believe it could be. I had to think about her. She's probably abandoned pretty much her family because she's been kind of the star of the Inquisition on Trump. The Democrats seized her because she was willing to go along with them, and she believed what they believe, apparently. And they made her a kind of a vice chair of that whole Inquisition on that riot in Washington, D.C. She had her moment where she was the voice Everybody was looking to Liz Cheney, and she presented a number of those presentations that were highly uh, edited and highly produced, but it was supposed to be kind of a live news coverage. It wasn't that. It was a production intended to sway the thinking of people. The guy that produced those, by the way, those reports that kept coming out, quote, unquote, um, is a Hollywood producer, and he's produced a lot of films and TV shows and stuff like that. He was producing those, and they were intended not to inform people, but to indoctrinate or to mislead people in many cases as to what really happened. But I had to think about Liz Cheney, and she's had her moment up there, and very important, you know, let's get this president. She made a statement the other day, and I don't have it in front of me, but I I think I can quote it almost verbatim. 
she said they, somebody asked her what are your what is your intent some of the democrats have been urging her to run for president she has enjoyed the moment i i can tell um so somebody on the press asked her about that and her answer was interesting she said that's she said i'm going to give that some consideration but that's for later she said right now and for the rest of my life i'm going to give to keeping donald trump from ever again being elected to public office I thought about that last night as Trump was up there making his case, beginning to make his case to run for a president, presidency of the United States. I had to think what a hollow life it would be for a person with a family, and she has a husband, and, and, and unless they've separated, and I haven't heard that they have. But what a hollow life to be committing yourself for the rest of your life to try to keep a certain person from getting a certain job. How fulfilling is that? Not very. And I had to think of her, and here's Trump up there. Man, he's gearing up to do it all over again, do it one more time. He sounded very good, and he was his speech was excellent. Like I said, I thought that was one of his better, if not the best speech, that I've seen him make in a long time. I was going over a lot of news yesterday, and as I was doing so, I noticed a number of articles that seemed to me to coalesce. And I want to talk to you about a couple of things that do coalesce, but they're 3,000 miles apart. King County in Washington State, that's Seattle, basically, and the east side, and, um, and Florida. But I wanted to also take a moment this morning and thank you for your support. Uh, we need it. I think most of you who listen know we need it. Um, it isn't easy to do what we do. There's always challenges, and I, I know you're aware of that. The challenges we can handle, but without the support, we couldn't handle it. We wouldn't be here. And I am very, very sensitive to that, and I thank you. We need your support. Thank you to all of you who have written checks this month and to all of you who continue to stand with us each month, month to month to month. We need your support. Our address is Box 399, Bellevue, Washington, 98009. Or you can go to our website, Faith and Freedom, faithandfreedom.us. You can, there's a tab there you can contribute online. A lot of people are doing that and have been, and more, in fact, I think, are now doing that as we go along. But I want to talk to you a little bit today about the difference between Florida and Seattle. No, I'm not going to compare Governor DeSantis to Governor Inslee. You can do that. That's easy. <laughs> First, Florida. A Bible verse painted on a Florida high school uh, school employee's parking space angered a co-worker so much and to the point that she complained to the school administration and made a big dust-up about it. She was very angry because of this scripture verse that was painted on the cement or the asphalt in this parking spot. And then Seattle. Washington's King County issued a memo to all the employees this week. King County Human Resources warned employees not to decorate their workspaces with overtly Christmas or Hanukkah decorations. They fear decorations may offend other employees. 
What does overtly mean? I don't know. I mean, is a snowflake overt? Is a reindeer that's not one of Santa's? Would that be over? I don't know what overt actually means, but anyway, I'm sure all of the employees at King County can figure that out. But here we go again. As Christmas begins to emerge and the Christmas season is upon us, and the channels on television and the channels on satellite radio are going now to all Christmas music, people love Christmas. Even non-religious people love Christmas. It's a wonderful time of the year. But are Christmas and Bible verses really that traumatizing? Do we sometimes claim certain things in the hope that they'll it'll just come true, it'll make it so? When Marjorie and I left Yakima, not long after we'd gotten married, we both were born and raised in the area, we moved to Bellevue. The thing that we missed most was the sun. It's a Amazing how much sun there is on one side of the mountain and not so much on the other. It was still there. The sun was there. It was in Bellevue and Kirkland and so on. But we just couldn't see it much of the time. Over time, we adjusted to the idea that Seattle has as much sunshine as Yakima. But in Seattle, you just had to believe sometimes that it was there. We weren't the only ones that noticed the difference. In 1987, Gary Lukart... He reached out to those Seattleites who were sun-deprived, or maybe some that had moved from one side of the mountain to the other. But he reached out to the sun-deprived. He encouraged them to visit Yakima if they wanted some sun. You may not recognize his name, but if you've traveled around the state of Washington, you may recognize what he did. He put up a sign on the east side of Yakima along the freeway there, which read, Yakima, welcome to Yakima, the Palm Springs of Washington. One Seattleite told the newspaper at the time, I've been to Palm Springs. It looks nothing like Yakima. Well, he was, of course, was a non-believer. However, others believed and decided to drive over the mountains where you could actually see the sun, at least 360 days, I think they say, a year. Scripture tells us that as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. What we believe or say we believe does, in fact, influence what we do and how we do it and what we don't do. People see things differently. Let's talk about Florida for a moment. A Bible verse painted on a Florida high school employee's parking space angered the co-worker to the point where she made an issue of it. She went to the school administration, this Marina uh, Gentilesco, an instructional assistant at Winegrass Ranch High School in Pasco County, Florida. A Jewish woman, she told Fox TV 59 that the Bible verse offends her because it feels like it's targeting her religion. The quote painted in the parking space is from Paul's letter to the Philippians, verse chapter 4, verse 13. Most of us know that verse, or we've heard it. I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. That was very traumatizing to her. In fact, she said she could not stand it. She couldn't live with it. Gentilesco said the verse reminds her of stories she was told while growing up around her parents and with her parents of the Holocaust. She said, it brings me to the verge of tears because it brings me back to the six million that perished. She, Well, that was a tragedy. I mean, who among us don't believe that was a horrible thing? I mean, it was horrible. 
She said, six million perished because of our faith, because we're Jews. That's true. Gentilesco said she would have no problem, however, if the Bible verse were placed at a church. She has no issue. But she said the issue is that it's on state-funded school grounds. So if I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me is in a church parking lot, it does not traumatize her. But if it's in a school parking lot, it does traumatize her. I'm starting to get confused. What is the difference? Is it really about the scripture verse? Her concerns were brought before the Pasco County School District. The school district later stated it would not remove the Bible verse because there is no proselytizing and school workers are allowed to express themselves as they want. Freedom of speech. It has nothing to do with instruction, the Stephen Haggerty, the Pasco County Schools Public Information Officer, told Fox News TV 59. That must be their local news. He said it's just a teacher expressing themselves just like they might want to wear a crucifix on their shirt. Now let's go to King County and Christianity. King County Human Resources warned employees just within the week not to decorate their workplaces with overtly Christmas or Hanukkah decorations. They fear the decorations may offend employees. This Gloria, who is the workforce equity manager, equity manager of the Department of Human Resources, authored the memo. The memo is titled, quote, Guidelines for Holiday Decorations for King County Employees. And then it says to outline expectations. So they want to manage their expectations about Christmas. They don't want them to get too carried away with this holiday. It says the county remains committed to honoring the diversity in the workplace and is fortunate to have employees from many diverse backgrounds. Continuing, the memo says, quote, but adding any decorations to your workplace, including your virtual workplace, consider the likely effect of such decorations on all the employees in and outside your workroom. The county has employees so hostile to religious symbols, real or perceived, apparently, it focuses war warnings primarily on virtual backgrounds. This presumably extends to your home office. If you're working at home, be careful. Don't put any of your at-home Christmas decorations in the view of your little camera on your laptop or whatever. The memo says you cannot include nativity sets or menorahs that would be in your home as well. But the list of symbols banned from virtual display extends well beyond what you would normally display for the holidays. talks about a star of David, a cross, a crucifix, images of Jesus, Mary. To ensure that HR isn't accused of focusing exclusive, exclusively on Christians and Jews, even though it appears to be the intent, I mean, it is the intent, let's be honest, the memo warns against the Harma Wheel and Crescent and Star and Om and Honda and the Nine-Pointed Star. None of these symbols show up on Christmas trees, do they? I've never seen them. You can, however, decorate, they say, King County says. You have permission to use snowflakes, wreaths, or holly. You can even show pine trees, but so long as they are not decorated with religious symbols. Is Rudolph... A religious symbol is Santa Claus? Is What if somebody wants to put a bunch of little Santa Clauses on their tree? No, we can't have that. That might be a religious symbol. In fact, red and green 
are now religious symbols. The memo states that as a public institution, it cannot appear to support any particular religion. And so they're going to oppose all of them, as long as it's Christian or Jewish. Less than 20 years ago, there were Christmas vacations, Christmas parties, Christmas sales, and everybody said, Merry Christmas, as they put up their Christmas tree. Nobody was questioning that. I don't want to sound like I want to go back to the good old days, but I would like to. I just know we can't. Nobody thought about Merry Christmas. The atheists probably said Merry Christmas as well. Madeline Murray O'Hare certainly lived a life that included a Christmas tree with angels on it. Her son told me that. She was a famous atheist for a long time. I knew her son very well for a number of years. We had a lot of contact. Merry Christmas has now become Happy Holidays. In 2005, there began a movement to remove Christ from Christmas by replacing Merry Christmas with Happy Holidays and holiday sales and holiday parties and winter recess (laughs) in school. Did you know that Democrat Patty Murray of Washington was the first public person to call a Christmas tree a holiday tree? Suddenly, liberals began removing Christ from Christmas around the country. Nativity scenes were illegally forbidden. Christmas songs removed, even candy canes. Candy canes were banned because the candy cane resembled a J if you turned it upside down. And if you turned your candy cane upside down and it, re- and it looked like a J, it could stand for Jesus. I'm not kidding you. The Charlie Brown Christmas was prohibited in some schools because it had a reference to the birth of Jesus from a verse in the book of Luth. It's not a new war. The war on Christmas began over 2,000 years ago when King Herod heard of the birth of Jesus. He unleashed an unholy slaughter to kill the infant Jesus, killing all the young male children in an event known as the Massacre of the Innocents. Later, the Romans would also attempt to silence and kill Jesus. They, too, would fail. The war on Christmas and Christians will fail as well. The difference between Florida and Seattle, both believe in something. Florida believes in freedom of expression and protecting religious liberty. Seattle believes in dictating what you can express, when and how, even in your own home. The result? By all measures, Florida is thriving. Seattle is in decline. Merry Christmas to all of our friends in King County. That's kind of the state of things in the time in which we live. This new cancel culture moment by Democrats is a call that causes Christmas to become racist. In an attempt to cancel Christmas in one town in Minnesota, those who hate Christmas claim that Christmas lights were harmful and a reminder of division because there were people who couldn't afford to buy Christmas lights, therefore Christmas is discriminating against those who cannot afford to buy their own Christmas lights. It never stops. There's no end to it. That's progressivism in its lowest and most prominent form. That's the culture we live in. But we are called today and always as followers of Jesus Christ. We're called to be light and salt in a culture 
Trump said it last night. I don't know if he understands even the depth of what he said. But we live in a culture that's really messy. And we need light and salt. Hey, thanks for being with me today. I'll see you tomorrow. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.